Hey everybody, you're listening to Inherited, a sound-rich, solutions-focused, youth storytelling podcast about the climate crisis. I'm Shayla Martos, your season three host. Our goal here at Inherited is to give young climate storytellers the opportunity to produce their work. But it's even more important for us to provide them with the tools and support they need to grow in a harsh environment. So here's something new for our show. Bonus interviews with storytellers on their process, growth, and next steps. Maybe hearing them talk about their craft will inspire you to tell your own climate story. In episode one, Kamara Aaron shared with us her story, Mama's House, about her grandmother's house in Dominica. If you haven't listened to it, you definitely want to go back and do that now before we dive into this interview. Trust me, you're going to want the context. I met with Kamara during the last edits of her piece, and we talked about her journey through production. My name is Kamara. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm a writer and a researcher in New York. So I wanted to personally congratulate you for being included in the upcoming YA horror anthology, The Black Girl Survives in this one. How does it feel being recognized as a young writer, a young Black author in the publishing community? It feels really incredible and a little surreal. I feel like every opportunity I get, I have to thank my friends for like pushing me to submit. So I have to thank my friend Irene for even just like being like, actually put yourself forward. And I'm excited to be in such good company and to like be in a real book and to be in a library. I love the library. So I just want people to read this in the YA section of a library. So that's like the dream come true. I love that. Yeah. Why did you choose to utilize this space, your episode with Inherited, to do something that was such a deeply personal piece? Uh, Well, I'm currently working in documentary and I'm working on an environmental project and working on it has just really made me curious about like what kind of environmental storytelling would speak to me. And I really like personal writing. I don't do personal writing, but like a personal essay, I'll just eat that up any moment ever. Mm. So originally the personal was just like an on-ramp to a bigger story about Maria and, you know, some things I was seeing in Dominica where my family is from. I don't think that I thought of it as like inherited is going to be my opportunity to do personal storytelling that kind of happened and kept happening in obviously like a respectful way, but also in sort of a sort of a surprising and a little freaky way because I don't like you know, allowing yourself to say like, I actually, I miss this woman and I didn't know her that well in some ways. In the short story that I wrote in the collection, there's Mm -hmm. a reference to like a blue house in it. That's like the setting of the character's visit to Dominica. And that blue house is my grandmother's house. And at the time it's called a hut because I didn't know the language for it. I learned a lot about Dominican like history and architecture from even doing this project. But like, there are those personal touches. Like, I don't think about it that way, but it's there. So that was it. Oh, I think that's wonderful that you kind of grew to understand your own culture and your family's home more. Does the line between newsy reality and fiction blur in this piece? Do you feel a little bit of that? Because, you know, you're a multimedia storyteller and I am wondering how that has affected the way your story developed. I studied film in college. As I said, I work in documentary now. So I think I'm sort of thinking sometimes really in like those kind of scenes. Mm. And 
I can picture this story, you know, even though it's for like an audio medium. I think the biggest challenge with this was like going inside myself, to be honest. When I pitched this, it was more like the personal was an on-ramp to something else. And I was sort of thinking of myself as like, would I make a good character? You know, like this moment. And then when I worked on the story, I, I had to be more honest. I had to like sit down with my memory and I was really afraid I didn't remember anything or like that I didn't really know enough. I, I, I think I had to make my peace with what I had of my grandmother. I think I wanted to be the kind of character in my story who like had all these anecdotes and all these memories, and all these conversations. And really when I visited her, like I loved her, she loved me. And I would kind of just sit there and be a fly on the wall, you know? And like, we, we talked as well, but I think making my peace with like what our relationship was and, and what I had and looking into myself and the, the feelings that I had in losing her. And then also interviewing my dad about what it meant to lose his mother. Yeah, it was, that's like really intimate and something that I think was, was a new moment in our relationship. Wow. At this iteration of your script, we don't include a really important interview, at least important to me and I feel like to yourself, with your best friend, Michaela, whose family is also from Dominica. So what was that like kind of sharing this this space with her? With Michaela, important context is that me and Michaela both lost grandparents in Maria. And at the time, we were both freshmen in college, actually in the same dorm. And we didn't find out that we had shared this loss until like a couple of months later. And I don't think we really dove deep on it in college. Like, as I mentioned in the piece, I kind of, sometimes a difficult emotion like that, to be honest, I'm just kind of like, I'm going to deal with this later. Mm. And I, I kind of put it away, but having a shared heritage with Michaela is like really special to me. And I think the thing that was deep was not necessarily the loss, but a big part of this story for me was the interview I got to do with Adam Philogene Heron, who's like a visual anthropologist. He studies architecture and he told me about all this history. And I got to share that with Michaela and like show her pictures and kind of walk her through his work. And she didn't know any of that either. This isn't like history that we've been taught or stuff that our parents had shared with us. And I think to get to deepen both of our kind of appreciations for Dominican like culture. I think that was really special and thoughtfully intimate. Overall, we've been talking a lot about storytelling and, and going deep into yourself and and kind of facing those, not demons, but facing those those roadblocks that your mind puts up. Do you feel like you've grown in your storytelling capabilities through this process? And where do you feel you have room to grow? I pitched you inherited because I had this question, but also because I wanted, I really wanted to learn. And I have been kind of looking for environments that are going to like, give me a chance to do my thing and, and support me. And like, um, I really appreciated, especially the support I got from Georgia, who is one of the editors who would just meet with me really regularly, talk through things with me, kind of talk me off the ledge. Cause I'm often <laughs> on the ledge. I'm kind of an on the ledge kind of person. I definitely think I grew in, I think really in a lot of aspects, especially 
I got a really helpful, like not to get to the nitty gritty, but I got a really helpful structural edit that I think like really, I was like, Ooh, like, okay. Like I'm definitely learning how to take revision. I definitely feel like I grew and like was supported in that growing, which was like exactly what I was looking for. Amazing. Audio to me is maybe a little bit between like fiction to me is, can be very interior. Like you're in a character's head or at least you're very close to them. And so you get, you can get that internal monologue film, I think is a lot of gesture and like surfaces, not in a superficial way, but you want to be able to read from action. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And I would say for me, audio had this like opportunity, like in the piece where I have these memory sections that are internal, that are voiceover and me in my own mind. And then I have like these scenes of hurricanes that to me are like very like cinematic in a way, like you're getting a lot of action. It kind of, to me, pulled together both those things. Like for the hurricanes, I was thinking, okay, like what is happening? Where are people, where are they going? And then for the memory, it was kind of leaning into that more fiction prose mode of like, you know, I want this to flow. Like, I don't really have to, I can be a little more spacious with this. Like this can, this can be a little more, again, I don't want to use the word indulgent, but like I can sit here for a little longer for other storytellers, for other climate folks in particular, do you have any advice? Anything you feel you'd like to share, some wisdom you'd like to drop on us? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think before this project, um, I have some really good friends who do really wonderful thinking and writing around the environment and climate change. One of them was a storyteller last season, Kenia yeah. Hale, who I sent her the pitch. And then she did the story and then she sent me it back and was like, you know, and like read my pitch um, before I did it. So that's like a nice moment. And then um, my friend who I mentioned at the beginning, Irene, is also a really talented, Irene Vasquez, very talented writer. And I think for a long time, I thought they're the climate writers, you know, like I don't really have anything to say about the environment. Um, I don't litter, but I don't really care, you know, and I think working on this project and like working in other elements of my life on environmental storytelling made me just realize how I had so accepted this division of like, there are climate people, there are non-climate people, like the environment is somewhere out there, climate change is somewhere out there. And I don't know, I got this advice from Georgia where she, where she was just often like, every story is a climate story, especially when I was like trying to twist myself with knots to like kind of make this like, my grandmother, dot, 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 climate, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think just embracing that, like, there are going to be other avenues to tell climate stories and that we are, like, all affected by climate. We all have a relationship to the natural world, whether we appreciate it or not, and that there's going to be things that you see, even if you don't feel like a capital C climate person, mm. that are going to be valuable. Beautiful. So thinking about how how climate can affect everybody and and maybe in the future you want to include more more climate stuff in your work. And speaking of your work, I'm just wondering what you've got going on other than the anthology, the collection that you're in. Is there anything else that you'd like to plug for us? That's really sweet. I just worked on a podcast with my mom, who's like not in the story, but my favorite person ever. And she was interviewing Black women about justice. And I think that her approach really inspires me, just that everyday people with everyday actions 
are advancing justice. So that podcast is called Griot's Beat. Uh, it's on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Other than that, no, I'm just I'm Jay chilling, you know. I'm <laughs> doing this. I hope to keep cooking up more stories that include West Indian history and folklore. But yeah, fantastic. I I I appreciate your time, and I can't wait to hear this. I can't wait to see this season. It's gonna be so good. I'm really excited. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening and. Shaylin, thanks for your time. This was really lovely to get to share this with you. Thank you for joining us for this bonus episode. Season three of Inherited continues Wednesdays, wherever you get your podcasts. Next week, we'll dive into some Latinx folklore. In the soil, I was a seed in the third space. Place where the beginning and the end come together and the living and the dead meet. My mother brought her forehead to the wet ground and whispered to me in the spirit, Maíz es vida. See you Wednesday. Inherited is brought to you by YR Media, a national network of young journalists and artists creating content for this generation. We're distributed by Critical Frequency, a podcast network founded by women journalists. For more information about our show, team, and storytellers, visit our website at yr.media slash inherited. See you next week.